Hey everybody, welcome back to Across the Pond, episode uh, 9. We're back, we been a week, I've been gone, it's not Zin's fault. How you yeah, doing? Yeah, it's your fault, because you've been simping out. Uh, if, if I didn't leave for a week, then I would never be back. That's the problem. You know what women are like? They're murderers. This is true. This is a proven fact. <laughs> this is a proven fact. 9 out of 10 women die. With the kill. What happens to the other? What happens to the other ten percent? We never know. Uh, wow, that's insidious. I know. Some some say they go missing. Some say they become deities, angels. Some would say it's a large percentage. To be honest, ten percent. Angels aren't. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> you should post this right, on Q and on. You you would get some some. I don't know. Followers, I don't know what how QAnon operates. What is Q- I don't? Do you know what? I actually don't even know what QAnon is. It's just like a conspiracy thing. It's just like a. It's, a, it's all about deep state conspiracies. Big oh, what, like, big politician, big <laughs> big uh, politic, <laughs> big gas. Don't want you to know. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway, we're back. Uh, we've got a whole two weeks worth of stuff to not talk about because nothing really happened. Blevins says he has a nice big list of topics, so we'll run through those, I guess, and we'll have something to actually talk about for once. So, I'm looking forward to it. So, what, what do you want Maybe. to start off your docket with, then? Well, let's start with one we both kind of gushed over, which is Battlefield mm. Portal for yep. 2042. Um, didn't expect it. Didn't think that was going to be a thing. Out of everything? Because uh, we, we were had our predictions. I think we might have said them on the podcast as well. I thought it was going to be Rush. I thought they was going to bring back, like, classic Rush, because they kept naming mm-hmm. a few maps that had been leaked, and obviously with Arica Harbour and, um, I always forget the bloody name of it, the other one on Bad Company 2. Valparaiso. Valparaiso. I always want to say, like, <laughs> Valencia or some shit. Like, <laughs> no, it's not that. Valparaiso. <clears throat> and then also um, Caspian Border and stuff like that, and I was like, eh, it could be, like, it could be a Rush remake sort of thing, like a proper old classic Rush. And I don't even remember what you said you might think it was, but no way. No way in hell did I think this was going to happen. This is yeah, this beyond is anything I ever expected. It actually made me incredibly excited. Like, I was trying to temper my expectations before, because <laughs> let's be real, yeah. Battle for Five was a bit of a low point in the franchise. Um, but after I saw this, I was like, oh my gosh, I need this. I was like, this is this is just fantastic. You know, I think Rush might still be there. Obviously, I mean, the you the day, they could just make mode. it. But there's a part where in that Battlefield Portal um, where they were showing off that one that was like a squad of five versus a team of 32, but one team has the better equipment or whatever. Yeah. And it was like, and take out those MCOMs. And MCOMs are a rush thing. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to be in their vanilla or if it's going to, that is just like, that's an asset for poor. Well, I feel like but, Rush has always been in the game, isn't it? I think in one and five, it was still, Rush was still a thing. I think it might have been called other things. I feel like, I feel like Rush has always been around. Uh, well, Maybe not in five. I think, it kind of got that, uh, that, changed like, operations. Yeah, it was like you push forward and you take that point and you push forward and you take the next point so it's kind of the same thing but not exactly see rush come back would be very very good i i love rush i think even when it's bad it's still good like but for definitely like the maps weren't 
they weren't built for it. A few were decent on Rush on 4. I think like um, Zavod and Dawnbreaker were pretty decent on mm. Rush. But the rest, eh, not really. Okay. I feel, did you ever play it on um, Propaganda? Was that a Rush? I feel like that was had a really good Rush as well. I don't remember. Uh, well, I'm sure we did at some point. But, but it was all yeah. about Conquest and 4. Exactly. But no, I a hundred percent agree. Like, how I've been hyped for this. I have been hyped for Battlefield, and I'm like, I'm gonna pre-order. It, I'm gonna pre-order it. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, you got, you've got to, you got to temper your expectations and be like, let's just be real for a minute, because we know <laughs> the first what e three months of the EA game is gonna be done. so broken anyway. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, ah, ah, no, they've they've uh, they've sucked me in now even further than I thought yeah. they could. This Wait. was something far beyond I, I, anything I could have expected to come from Battlefield. This is but. the year, I think. I, I don't want to say things oh, and then get it wrong. we're making a prediction. <laughs> I think this is the year that COD really does lose. Like, I feel like always, like, the one time that you think, like, oh, I think in the Call of Duty Battlefield race, as they call, like, they're completely different games. Let's just first of all say that. The yeah. fact that they were compared in the first place is literally just because they have guns in it. Like, that's literally the only thing. And I feel like the communities never crossed over. It's literally like PlayStation Xbox, really, isn't it? Yeah. Like, they're completely different things, really, in essence, but with similarities. But after 4, I was like, it can only go up from here. <laughs> <laughs> and then it went <laughs> down. And yeah. it's like, okay, but now that, like... With the way that Call of Duty has been going and the way that Battlefield has been going, I feel like the, a lot of the community is also going to come over because I know COD like COD fans are getting sick and tired of the games. Like Modern Warfare was such a step forward to go to Cold War afterwards with such a massive like, oh, we can't trust these people. Anymore. Such a step back. <laughs> such a massive step back. Like Zombies is decent on Cold War, but everything else is just not as good as, yeah. as Modern Warfare. Like in my opinion, I know it's the same for you. Like. But that's yeah. what we're talking about. But Battlefield I... is. I'm so glad that it's just coming back to modern more than anything. And the fact that there is all this other extra shit that they're adding, with like like Portal, just being able to do like all these crazy things, even if mm -hmm. it's just like you and your friends, like being able to play like me, you, and maybe a few other friends cross-play as well, doing gun game on battlefield maps you know yeah. like sectioning off like small areas being able to make all these really cool game modes and just have fun like do like infection game modes play like uh one person versus a bunch of eod bots and shit like that that have like, a shit ton of hell it's just gonna be fun to play with friends and there are gonna be some incredible people out there that make some insane yeah. game modes a hundred percent someone's gonna make a battle royale in that thing like you know yeah. they will I think there's going to be one... Somebody's going to make one mode or something that's going to be really, really big, and everybody's going to play it. And it's going to be one of those things, like, starts as, like, uh, a mod or, like, a community created, and then gets its own well, maybe, mode or something, because it's just that good. Because that kind of happened in Halo, like, yeah. you just get that one kind of thing, and was, everybody um, just loves it. ball, wasn't it? The Griff ball. Griff yeah. ball, yeah. That was a fucking rooster teeth thing wasn't it they made it in a, in red versus blue and it's become so big but they yeah. have said with portal that the top game modes will have their own playlist like on the front page by the sounds of it 
So yeah. like, if someone's one's really popular, there'll be like dedicated server, and everyone else can play that game mode for like the week, almost like a like a rotation arcade game mode. Which could I think you imagine like <clears throat> with how big these maps are going to be? You you remember? I don't know if you remember. There was a map in Bank Mini Two. I think it was called Heavy Metal, and it was huge. And it was basically like vehicle map. And I'm thinking, like, there's going to be... Battlefield like 3, a, wasn't it Heavy Metal, I think? That was... I don't remember. There were, There's <laughs> one like that in Battlefield 3 as well, but there was one in Bad Company 2, I remember specifically. But it's going to be, like... Because it's, like, what, 128, 128 players now? yeah. So it'll be, like, 64 and 64 tanks. Like, 64 tanks versus 64 tanks, and just, like, the chaos <laughs> that would be. It would be so cool. That would be, a re- yeah, like, a proper tank warfare, like, yeah. going up against... I think, like, one of the ones that we're talking about, like, what would be really cool is because everything has different properties, so, like, the Abrams tank is notably stronger than, like, the World War Two tanks from 1942. Mm-hmm. So, like, they did, like, helmet, like, f- ten, like, Sherman tanks. Is it Sherman tanks like the old World War Two tanks? Versus like one so. Abrams. Yeah. And it'd be, it's like, oh, that's six. I like new versus old, like what, what would win sort of thing. I'd like to see like a uh, a Mad Max mode where it's only like Jeeps, ATVs, and, and <laughs> Oh, you have bikes, to shoot out of the And you, have to, you can only, you have to stay in the cars. That would you, be like, so That'd be fun. really funny. Oh, that's such a good idea. Yes. That'd be like Hotwire from Hardline, but without. I wonder if you could make something like that. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. See, my th- my thing is, <coughs> I wonder, because they said they're going to be adding more stuff from other Battlefield games, or at least from the games that they already put in, so Battlefield 3, Bad Company 2, and 1942, mm-hmm. but I don't see the reason why they couldn't add stuff from other games, like in the yeah. future for Portal, so like stuff from Battlefield 2, stuff from Hardline. I mean, stuff from Hardline would be really fun, I think. Like, mm-hmm. with all the tools and that and the gadgets they've got in 1942, like, that, uh, like the original city map from Hardline. That'd mm-hmm. be fun to play. You know, it'd be just be, it'd be cool to have things like that because Hardline had a, it had a, it had an air about it. Yeah. Can you imagine if Battlefield Hardline get stuff gets added? They add the vehicles, they add the guns, they add everything, and you're playing on Araka Harbor, on Portal, and a Mustang drives past, blaring <laughs> sound of the police <laughs> as a guy jumps outside the rocket launcher. <laughs> I, I I want that couch that you can get on that one yes. level. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> you can stick so four sick. people on it. Oh, I just I can't stop thinking about this fucking game. I just <clears> want it to come out now. Like if I could go into cryosleep and wake up on Battlefield 1942. Actually, no. Wake. Wait. I need to wake up for the beta so I can decide if I want to carry <laughs> on my pre-order and then go back to sleep and then come out when the game comes out. Like I would. I just oh, I can't wait. Have you noticed, uh, I don't know if this is going to be like all of them, but this is such a minor detail, but in one of the, that one that was like the five 2042 soldiers versus the bunch of the World War II soldiers, it was like, that reload animation he does on his gun is not your typical Battlefield reload, because like, usually no. they're like quick, and not that they're bad, but they're not like hefty. I think but that one looked really, got, really good. I think they've got some people from um, Respawn to come help mm. them with this because Respawn's animations are very nice, like Timefall yeah. and Apex. That reload animations have always been so fucking good, like top, top, like top, top, top tier. Like and yeah, yeah, I do agree. Like all the animations that we've seen have been like super nice and swish and fucking like super nice. Yeah, maybe they've got Hyper to come and help. <laughs> the the reload king. King reloads. 
I just... I'm excited. If it's a bad game, I'll probably shed tears. If it's a bad game, I'll still play it. Like, do you know, like, when the pig's flying through the sky and the Simpsons, he's like, it's still good? That'd be me, but with uh, with Battlefield. I I don't want to say, like... Because this sounds like I'm hyping it up, but even if it's not be-all, end-all Battlefield game, like, I could see it still being good. If it Like, I don't think it's f- gonna be bad. If it lives up to 50% of my expectations, I'll be happy. It can't be worse than 5. No. Well, it's based in, not in World War Two, and it's got weapons. The fact that they came out with the list of all the guns they're adding just to Portal, like, yeah. over 40 weapons, and they're all unique weapons not the same weapon with different attachments like here's the trench version it's got mm. a knife on it like it's actual different versions of these guns with all with unique attachments with the hot swapping feature as well there's a lot of a lot of variation and it's going to bring back that that customization and that battlefield experience of having fun with all the brand new stuff and the difference do you think like, it's just so they're good. going to how do you think that uh, unlocking attachment system is going to go? Are they going to pull a battle pack <laughs> back out? I fucking um, hope not. <laughs> Just let me use the gun. To Honestly, I the hope stuff. they take what uh, Modern Warfare has done and what Call of Duty has done recently with the way you unlock weapons. Just you use the gun, you level yeah. up the gun, and then it's like, okay, cool. No funny. That's how they did like, in Battlefield Three. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. But just yeah. Just that's all I want. At this level, unlock this attachment. Yeah, At this level, unlock this I attachment. I pray that they don't pull something from five where it's like, um, you pay the currency that you get in game for playing to upgrade the gun, mm-hmm. and all the attachments are essentially just like cosmetic. I which I don't. Not. I don't think that that's going to be the deal. But I will say, dice have done pretty good things and i feel like they have learned they always learn from their mistakes in one way or another but unfortunately each time they learn from one mistake they end up fucking up in another way like majorly and they took such good steps from bad company 2 to battlefield 3 to battlefield 4 like battlefield 4 felt like at least on the surface that they took everything they learned from battlefield 3 and made it better Mm. like to an extent, I feel like the maps sometimes feel a bit weaker. Sometimes the gunplay feels a bit weaker, and nostalgia is definitely a thing as well for a lot of people. I prefer yeah. four to three, but then to go from four to five, uh, to one because that's realistically what the big jump is. Because Hardline wasn't yeah. even made by Dice. Like, let's be honest, it oh. it's it really it was game. almost just four in a different skin. Yeah, exactly. And but I feel like there may have been like with one especially it was more based on the frostbite engine than it was the game it was like a crisis sort of situation where unlike crisis though crisis is a good game (laughs) but i feel like battlefield one was more of a look what we can do with this engine look how crazy it is look how amazing this game looks which it does and it still does to this day it's still one of the most stunning games battlefield one looks incredible it just doesn't play well you've got big fingers put themselves in a corner with World War One, Because mm-hmm. there weren't that many weapons. Because that's really when, I guess, combat kind of got modernized. But, like, there wasn't... So people were making stuff for it, but it wasn't as crazy as, like, it is now. I didn't but feel you like didn't have red that. dot sites. You didn't have 
laser sights. You didn't have a lot in the way of like muzzle brakes and silencers and stuff. And so there wasn't a lot they could do. And most everything was bolt action or like very minimally machine gun type stuff. So like I understand the reason they did a lot of the stuff they did and the progression sucked. But I don't know. It just wasn't as fun. No, not at all. Beautiful it's game though. It's not even like World War One or World War Two can't work in a game. I think it just really doesn't work for a battlefield game because there's games like Verdun. There's games like uh, uh, what's it called, the Hell Let Loose and mm. Postscriptum and stuff like that. These super gritty, realistic World War Two and World War One games yeah. that fit that style a lot more. Like because Battlefield One felt like a battlefield game with everything stripped away. Yeah. If and the best parts of Battlefield One were the bits that felt like world war one like when you're playing operations you're pushing through a trench and you're like this is cool and then you end up at ballroom blitz and you're like what the fuck's happening like i'm in a <laughs> i'm in a i'm in a house like, and shit's flying everywhere yeah like because like verdun for example is such a simple game it is literally trench warfare you're pushing from trench to trench going over no man's land and it's such a slow paced game but it feels so fun because of that tenseness to it. Yeah. You can't do that in Battlefield. It's just people sprinting at each other because however realistic and gritty they want to make Battlefield, it's never going to happen. They, It's like you got to know your community. People want to dash C4 on the back of a truck and send it across the map. And I feel yeah. like finally they're learning that, especially with the fucking trailers. I mean, come on. <laughs> Render zooks and fucking Jeep stuff. Like, they're fucking... That was the best shot, was the freaking, uh, in the latest, in the Portal trailer, like, the World War II people, like, pop a freaking half-track or whatever it was. Yeah, into, <laughs> into, a, a into an Osprey or whatever the fuck it was, oh, yeah. yeah into the, that was great. I was like, this is, and there was another shot of, like, the EOD bot army running, and it was, like, nothing but C4s just thrown all yeah. over them. They know what their community is, and I think you said as well, they've got actually quite a few community members that work for DICE now, and I think they may have brought them, them people to the front yeah. and been like, look, what made you play Battlefield? Because no one was going to be like, I'm going to get into Battlefield for its gritty realism. I'm going to get into Battlefield because it's based in World War Two. I'm going to get into Battlefield. They get into Battlefield because... It's fun. They're f it's fun. And it, you can do all these crazy things. It's the same reason that Saints Row 4 was shit. You know, it's like, there has to be an air of realism with a giant amount of, like sandbox fun as battlefield has always been it's always been sandbox but in a world that doesn't feel like it could yeah. be but it's also can be because it makes sense but it doesn't at the same time there's limitations and that air of realism with the goofiness is what makes it fun because in a real game you wouldn't be able to send a jeep flying across a mm -hmm. map and shoot a jet out of the sky but in battlefield you can i think that's part of it it's like it's breaking the rules of realism with it's like mixing that with the game of it because the only reason you can do that is because friendly fire doesn't hurt friendly yeah. vehicles and so it's 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 funny just because it's ridiculous in this game that's pseudo realistic you know and there's, that's what makes there's it, a set of rules but... silly little things isn't it? and even like even silly shit like knowing that you can do that accidentally joining a fucking <laughs> a hardcore server with your friends and be like oh let's do this thing and then you don't notice and you just blow them up and you're like oh. yeah <laughs> like what just happened and it's those little moments and it's 
is for finding ways around the friendly fire, like jumping out of the jeep right before it hits your friend, or yeah, stupid stuff. It's Just, why battlefield moments is a thing. It's why people yeah. think like that. That feels like a battlefield moment. Mm-hmm. Like, but I think this I, one I, thing hoping. when they did the whole the Battlefield Five trailer, that original one, and people were crapping on it, and they're like, "Well, Battlefield's never been realistic." I was like, "Yeah." But it's this is the different kind of like we didn't ask for like alternate reality kind of like weird stuff. I don't know. But this is this is the kind of battlefield I like. It wasn't about I don't know, weird looking people fighting in a war that actually happened. <laughs> yeah, like like however people were like, Why is it bad that there's a woman in the World War Two thing? And it's like because they are priding themselves on being realistic. So yeah. why would they add a woman with like an amputee woman just because it like forms to a quota if you want to do that do that i mean look at fucking wolfenstein and shit like that you know like that's kind of based in world war ii but you know that they're just it's a fictional place and they're not saying this is real and that's why there's so much crazy shit that happens in it you know and there's like other fictional world war ii places which is fine they could literally say like this is an alternate world war ii this is not real like this is yeah but then they were like oh yeah this is the gritty world war ii that was in the history book or it wasn't in the history books but it was in the personal book i'm like no you're just you're just you're especially after they they took so much care in battlefield one as well yeah like there was so much like history and stuff like that and they're like these are all things that actually happened you're like oh cool and then like this is actually happened again and it's like well no no it didn't (laughs) (laughs) silly things like the woman and it's just like you can't say you're going to do one thing and then do another and that's what I think it was like Battlefield 5's that's one word it's like it felt silly but the way they're doing it in this is like just like pulse to the wall wild like (laughs) it's just chaos because this is what Battlefield is it's just chaos that's what you'd rather have you'd rather have wild than stupid yeah. There is a there's a difference between wacky and dumb. Yeah, but, but I, it should be good, hopefully. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm really fucking hoping, dude. Well, now that we've gushed for yeah, I've got it out. Gushing I'm, sake, I'm I'm feeling fully out of. of You're semen. feeling fully, <laughs> fully gushed. Uh, <clears throat> so recently, I've been listening to podcasts. I say that like I haven't been listening. I guess I've been listening to other stuff, but there was one, um, it was like a game and movie and stuff, entertainment analysis sort of. And they go through stuff and just kind of talk about themes and what's good and stuff. And um, like deep, deep takes of certain games and whatnot. Yeah. And, uh, so this is this is a couple of the questions I have is inspired by these guys. Okay. Uh, the podcast was state of the art, um, <clears throat> but uh, they had an episode on silent protagonists. And I want to know what you think. I know you're not like a big on single player games, so this um, might come limited. But do you? What do you think depends. about like silent protagonist? Do you like that? Uh, yes and no. I think it works in some games and doesn't work in others. Uh, for example, like in a game like Fallout Three. Or any of the fallouts, really. Uh, I feel like a silent protagonist is better than a voiced one. Like, Fallout 4's voiced protagonist, I think, took away a lot of the charm. 
because it made it feel like you were playing a character instead of you being your character. Mm-hmm. Like it takes away that RPG element of being like I'm gonna like I read this in my own voice how I would read it sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas like 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 I think there's a big thing with Fallout Four, isn't it? Like people will be like you say like no, and then instead of you thinking like oh I say no to this person, like they just like tell them to fuck off. <laughs> like you're like you're like what? <laughs> like what happened? Right. And it makes you feel like you're not in control. But at the same time, I think it can be a detriment. Because was it for Far Cry 5 that had a silent character? Yes. Yeah. And I feel like Far Cry having a voice character has always been good. Because if I don't feel like I'm playing my character in a Far Cry game. I'd rather play a character like Jason Brody yeah. or fucking... Uh, I forgot his name in Far Cry. Especially with how wacky Far Cry is. I was like, yeah. so I'd be freaking out if this was me. <laughs> exactly. Like, and I don't know, like, I enjoyed Far Cry 5, but the story was really not great, un- apart from, like, the main antagonist. Like, yeah. the father was really cool. But, I mean, there's a reason that I remembered Jason Brody as a fucking character from Far yeah. Cry 5, because he was a character that was, like, spiralling out of control sort of thing. But to take yeah. that away, I don't think it's very good. I think it depends on when it's used and when it's not. Like, some RPGs, I think, work very well with uh, voice protagonists, like The Witcher, or even Cyberpunk. Like, I feel like it works well. But some other ones, I feel like more heavy, create-your-own-character, very in-depth RPGs work better mm-hmm. with a silent protagonist. And sometimes even just an action game. Like, I mean, Doom technically is a silent protagonist, you know, like Doom guy. Yeah. Because it's based on it... it I think it if, if you want to exemplify the the gameplay like Doom or Quake or you know those sort of really fast paced shooters you don't need it mm-hmm. but it's cool and then other way around is sometimes it's not needed when you want to read it like I can't imagine if something like Divinity had voice acting I'd be like mm. but then yeah. again you've played what was the game recently that got voice acting added to it? It was a top-down RPG. There was oh, like an old uh, edition uh, that came out. What is that game called? Why, uh, if you hadn't said it, I wouldn't forget <laughs> it. Um, Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium. Did you play it with the voice acting? Yes, it's not your character. It's every it's other else. piece of okay. dialogue. That, that's, I think, fine then. I think that's absolutely fine then, because that's yeah. like... But I think yeah, a lot okay, of this enough. comes from like so silent protagonist is kind of a weird thing because like in like disco elysium and fallout and stuff they don't have voice acting but narratively speaking they're not silent people like they speak and even like uh in persona 5 like you don't talk a lot but joker speaks like it's known that he says things and even in like breath of the wild like link is you know, normally a silent protagonist, but you see him like make like gestures and like he's explaining things. So you're so thinking he, more in a literal sense of like, well, I mean, it just depends uh, at all. I think it's worth talking about both of them, but I've played several JRPGs a lot of times because they do this a lot in Japan. It seems like we're just like, they just don't freaking speak. <laughs> <laughs> like you get spoken to a lot and stuff and you're like, okay. I think one of the biggest ones this isn't a JRPG, but um, more, Gordon Freeman. <laughs> like, 
People are like, how are you doing, Gordon? Gordon, what's going on, Gordon? He's like, mm, I was about to say, I feel like there's some games that, that really play on the fact that you are a silent protagonist, and they're like, ah, I don't speak, eh? And shit like that, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll see where this is going. It's like, they speak to you, and, like, they just keep going. And one, the, one, the one that pisses me off the most in any game ever is one of my favorite games of all time, but it's Metro, because they literally have full conversations with Artyom, but he just does not say a word. But he speaks in between levels in his journals. And I'm like, why? You already have the voice actor. Just let him speak. But they're like, hey, Artyom, how you doing? How was your day? Yeah, well, you know, we're going to go kill some <laughs> Nosalis. I'm like, oh, let's just, just speak. But... um I, 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 true silent protagonists, I'm not usually a fan. I'm trying to think of games that have, like, proper, proper silent protagonists in it that aren't, like, games where you don't really see other people. Like, survival games with stories. Like, uh, fuck me. I just, I just had one. Do you, I, uh, like, Subnautica Does your character like speak? Like, yeah, or, like, the forest or something. Yeah, I feel like in the forest he speaks a little bit. He's like, where's my fucking kid? Like, no sort idea. of. <laughs> Like, but Subnautica, you don't say a thing. You literally crash land. You're like just staring into a wall. Like, help me. Right? Like, Do you? You don't speak in Portal either. Shell doesn't ever say anything, does she? No, true. Yeah, but that that to me, I think, is a great silent protagonist because it's like, in a way, it works. Thing as well for that game because I feel like Glados wouldn't let you speak even if you could. Mm. She'd be like, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Do you know who I am? Sort of thing. Like, I don't know. It's just. I don't know. I I don't mind silent protagonists, like meta wise, where like they just don't have voice acting. That's fine because again, in especially in RPG sense, your your character is like the avatar for you or whoever you're role playing or whatever you're trying to be. So it's like you can have a different voice actor for each and every one. But um, yeah, I guess it isn't fine. really a silent protagonist when you put it that way, is it? Because you're not actually silent you're talking people so, they yeah. always end up in in like lists and stuff like they're like oh the guy from fallout 3 i'm like yes but also no um yeah, link kind of straddles that line because in some games he goes the furthest he goes is just like the nod of his head for like yes or something mm-hmm. but uh and then breath of the wild he's like very expressive almost uh like when he um <laughs> like when you get the freaking female garment, it's like, hi, you make a cute girl. He's like, oh, <laughs> it's like really yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think in some games, it's okay. Like, yeah, you do have like affirmatives and stuff in the Souls games. Do you know what you never I was really trying to speak. think? I just, I just had a thought. Actually, I know exactly what game I was like. They always play on the fact that you're silent. Is Destiny. Destiny, to, oh, like, yeah. oh, and then you finally speak, and they're like, Brr. <laughs> "I'll do it myself." You speak says. in the first game. I don't know what their deal was, but like, you do speak in the first one. Some remember, in some of the cutscenes, yeah. There's like you have conversations with some of the people because there's a, even a part where, um, uh, when you meet the mysterious wandering stranger lady, whatever her name is, the I don't have to ex- time to explain. Well, I don't have time to explain, lady. Yeah. Um, and she calls the ghost little light. And then she leaves, and you're like, come on, little light. And he's like, don't tell me that. <laughs> but I don't remember that. No. You do I speak remember some. in Destiny 2, like, that was a big thing. Cause, yeah, because like, you didn't after... speak until the... Uh... 
after thingy dies, and then yeah, and you're like Aldrin's off his mind, and that you'll yeah. never hear him again. <laughs> he never yeah. says anything else ever again. <laughs> How much do you think that voice actor got paid? Probably more actually, than they you know what? Have. I take that back. You do speak at the end of um, what's that last DLC we played? Um, um, Shadow Keep. Shadow Keep. Yeah. At the end, where you see yourself or whatever as the darkness. But yeah, yeah. Um. I think I'm indifferent about it. I think it can work in some ways and not work in others. Like, like, like I think if your character is not, like, if it narratively doesn't really matter, kind of like Bloodborne, or yeah, or like, like any of the Souls games, really. It doesn't, like the guy in Sekiro talks some, but like it doesn't really matter what you would say or think in bloodborne like things are going to happen regardless the same with so, doom and stuff like that as well yeah. like the most that in doom eternal is like rip down. it's not it. about <laughs> the character yeah. really it's it about the world speaks. exactly and the gameplay yeah. as well yeah so you know that's fun but like um one of my the the games I'm playing now trails of cold steel just a fully voiced protagonist he's just his own man and I'm like this is good. As long as it's not cringy, I'm fine. Yeah. I feel like some RPGs, don't they? they're really, really... The fact that they play about the fact that your character is so, like, in like an in-depth character, especially JRPGs. Like, mm. at the moment, I'm playing through Yakuza, and, like, Kiryu is 100%, like, the main focus of that game. Like, just everything about <laughs> yeah. him. Like, they don't play about the fact that he is, like the main driving force of the game. It's not like, oh, you are meant to be him. It's like, no, you players kill you yeah and hit everything that he gets up to sort of thing and i love the fact they do that sort of thing but i'm just looking through my games now trying to find like ones what about like my friend pedro (laughs) the best silent protagonist the man in a bicycle uh in a bicycle helmet murdering people he doesn't need words he's guns he turns out he's dreaming speak for him i think um one thing the one that going back to metro that I find kind of funny. There are parts in the game where, like, Artyom doesn't respond, and some of the people that don't really know him too well, they're like, "Ah, oh, the strong, silent type." I see, and I'm like, "I guess," but he never responds to anybody. But there's like parts where, uh, in Exodus, where Miller's like, "Artyom, you have to do good. You have to take care of my daughter." He's like, "You'll take care of my daughter if I die, right?" And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> I'm like, and he's like, good, I, I need to know you're going to be here. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I started to think about, like, games that would have been so much worse if you had a silent protagonist. Like, just completely silently oh, entitled. Gosh. I feel like a lot of, like, imagine, like, <laughs> like any of the Resident Evil games with silent protagonists. You know what? I just thought about this. This is one of one I thought of before. It, they, this kind of floats in the same vein as Metro, as they have voice actors for them, but they don't use them. Is, uh, Call of Duty uh, is the Modern Warfare games because yeah yeah you they especially especially Modern Warfare two and three like those characters all have full voiced like lines. You start playing as you start completely silent. Never doesn't matter. I'm like, why? You have soap. You have price. You have uh, what's the freaking Russian dude? Yuri and Sandman. I'm like. Yeah, everybody speaks. Why the only person, do they not speak now? The only person that speaks when you play as them really is Price. 
Yeah. Like, in the end of, like, Modern Warfare 3, he is screaming in that fucking juggernaut suit. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. up now! Go! <laughs> Calm down. Yeah. So, Calm but down, it's like, Price. why doesn't soap speak? Why doesn't? Yeah. Speaking how vocal he is on that first mission on like on Modern Warfare Two, and then you play yeah. as him later, and he's just like silent. And in three, he does the same thing. I'm like, then he dies. And he Rest dies. In peace. Should have spoke. Should have spoke up. I <laughs> should have been like, guys, I'm I'm hurt. <laughs> guys, we should really just give up. This macro guy's probably just gonna die soon. Anyway, <laughs> let's be honest. He's not really doing anything anymore, really, is he? He's just kind of vibing at this point. Does like, do they do it? No, you speak in, in the new Modern Warfare when you're playing. Yeah, your character people. speaks quite a bit in the new one. Yeah. To be fair, that new it's campaign just... was very good. I'm oh. still like very happy that that was a good campaign. I still haven't played through um, Cold War. I just don't fucking care at all. <laughs> just yeah. don't care. I uh, I played through the first four levels. And then my computer, when it had a problem, I lost everything. So I lost all the save data, and I was like, you know what? No. Uh, this is the end of the line for this game. And I reinstalled Zombies, and that's it. You know, I'm hoping... Uh, I, can, you know, I keep going back to Metro, but in the DLC for Metro, um, where you play as the American guy that's like a part of the squad or whatever, um, he does speak while you play as him, like a lot. Cause it's it, the story's all about him essentially, and um, it's really good to see. So I'm hoping if they make another Metro focused on RTM, he will actually speak. Of course, it's uh, Steve Blum, so can't oh, can't yeah, waste him. But he doesn't do anything anymore. <laughs> you say about that though, like we talk about the Call of Duty uh, ones as well. Like <laughs> you forget about the zombies, fucking characters when you play as them, like. They are the most vocal Call of Duty characters out of all of them. Yeah. Every every kill you get is Dempsey, dude. He screams flesh maggot or some shit. And you're like, just shut the fuck up. Be quiet. I'm sick of it. Uh, what other Great. stuff did you have to ask about then? Come on, um, big man. Kind of list. in the same vein, I wanted to ask you whether or not, do you like plot twists? Hmm. My voice went then. I, I, I had a voice cracking. Hmm. How did that happen then? Um. Yes. I will say yes. Um. Because when they're pulled off well, it's good. And when they're not pulled off well, you sit there and you go, "Knew it." <laughs> That's about it. Like, <laughs> like I don't feel like there's really anything bad. Like unless it's like an M Night Shyamalan bullshit where it's literally a plot twist every like six seconds like oh but you thought but no but really oh but yeah and it's like oh, okay i'm just getting sick of this now yeah. but, like a decent like plot twist like um like with uh loki i don't know if you, have you you've have you finished watching it now yes i don't want to spoil too much in case people that are listening haven't watched it actually do you know what no one fucking don't fucking care if you haven't seen loki don't talk just skip ahead uh <laughs> like like at the end of episode four where loki gets fucking zapped yeah and shit like that. Like, I was not expecting that at all. Like, that was a good twist. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, and stuff like that. And the endings, I'll be honest, the ending of Loki pissed me off a little bit. Now I think back on it. But, uh, like, look, plot twists like that I think are cool. But then there are some that are just fucking pointless or don't make sense. That's when it's annoying. When it's like, that didn't make sense at all. Like, the whole yeah. game leading up to this plot twist doesn't make sense. Which is also a problem that I have with Loki as well. Like the ending with um, Sylvie mm -hmm. throwing Loki away and just doing it anyway. I'm like, 
Where was the progression? There was such a massive progression for both of them just to be like, eh, and then it, it just yeah. happens anyway. It's like, uh, right. Yeah. But I, I, RPGs, especially ones that aren't written very well, are really bad about just throwing in twists like, oh, and this guy's your father, and he's this special character, and he's this, and this guy's this, and this guy's this. And it's like, just <laughs> calm down. Like, or they'll be like, oh, you're this. Well, this guy's also this. I'm like, oh, of course he is. <laughs> I feel like that's like when they have a lot of plot points that they want to get across, but not enough time to do it, so they just add it as a twist. It's it's kind of that, that thing of like, this is really bad with like power level kind of stuff in, in games and shows and stuff. It's like, well, this isn't even my final form kind of thing. You're like, oh, you thought you beat me kind of stuff. And it's like, actually, I'm the sacred knight of the super order, and I'm this. And it's like... <laughs> Oh. It's like, do you know in, in a playground when someone would be like, I shoot you, and you go, well, I'm wearing bulletproof armor. It's like, well, my gun shoots through bulletproof armor. Well, I have, my bulletproof armor actually stops bulletproof yeah. armor penetrating bullets. Well, actually, <laughs> it's like you just go on and on yeah. and on and on. Right. Trails of Cold Steel has done that really bad over the last four games. It's, it's funny, because I feel like they know they're doing it. but um... If you do it in a bit of like a comical, like, like bullshit way like like a really dumb rpg and you're like okay this is its gimmick like sort of thing that it's so ridiculous sort of thing yeah like kind of like certain games like fucking any game with like an insane power level and you can just pull that shit off and it'd be like no it doesn't make any sense but yeah. it's this game sort of thing yeah cults but, been doing that bad yeah. because like there are these things called divine knights which are just like gundams essentially and there's seven of them. And so, like, you and one other person, the only one anybody knows of that has one, and then you fight this guy, and he's like, ugh, and you call in, like, your big thing, and you're like, oh, I'm going to win this. He's like, huh, not really, because I've got this, and he's one. And then the next time, like, ten hours later, you find another person, like, well, I also have one. And it's like, these are supposed to be, like, plot turning points. <laughs> like, every time it comes up, they're like, oh, this person too? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, the plot is, it's like turning 30 degrees, like, every time you do it, and we're going to go back around the 360, and it's just going to be the same thing. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm looking forward to seeing if there's anything like that in the Accuser games, like, playing through them now. Like, there hasn't been any massive twists so far, but obviously I'm only, <laughs> I know only a, a little while in. <laughs> that are kind of funny. Yeah, like, I'm looking forward to it, because I feel like that game's ridiculous enough that any twist I throw at me, I'm going to be like, yeah, of course, like... Yeah. The, so far, the biggest twist that I've had so far is one of the side quests where there's a kid trying to buy a video game and he gets robbed <laughs> off of him. And then another person robs that person. Another person <laughs> robs that person. And then his dad robs him. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, what's happening? <laughs> it's yeah, like, I'm just, just, just trying to get this game for my son. And I was like, oh, I know where this is going now. And he's like, dad. I'm like, yeah, oh, there he is. Um, that's great. I love it. I no, think so I love, I love a good plot twist. When it's, there's only, like, one, really. And it literally, like, flips the table, but it's been foreshadowed properly. Mm -hmm. I and, think, like, I think, sorry, I don't want to button, like, go ahead. a plot twist is great when you think it's, when it's obvious that it could happen, but there is no reason why it should, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. So, like, I think the biggest one, whether you want to call it a plot twist or not, is the like in not in, uh, for a movie at least is the end of infinity war because you go yeah. 
Well, they could they, lose. They could lose, but, but yeah. come on. It's it's yeah. the Avenger. And then they do, and you go, oh, shit. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, shit. When it's pulled off like that, that's what makes it incredible. But when it's not, yeah. But anyway, go on. My favorite one, I hate to spoil it, but the game's from like 2004, so if you haven't played it by now, you're not going to play it. It's from Night Sealed Republic. Um, Mm. So, who who knew? My favorite game. Uh, (laughs) uh, And this is one of the reasons. But like, so the big plot twist is that you were the big bad guy, essentially. And um, what happens is like, you got captured sort of you got knocked out by like someone who betrayed you and you got captured and the jedi council like erases your mind with the force and gives you like a new identity and then sets you on a path to like basically stop the guy who took your place and um but you don't know any of that of course for like most of the game but it's foreshadowed so much but there's no possible way you could have figured it out um, unless you're playing it again, like there's a, there's a conversation that happens between like the first, um, true party member, member that you get in like the first hour of the game. And he's like, he has no idea who you are either. Like nobody does except for like one or two people in your party, but this guy doesn't know. And he's like, the foreshadowing happens in a conversation that's completely tangential to the plot twist itself. He's basically like, oh, we want to make sure we don't get caught by the Sith. He's like, I hear their interrogation techniques are, like, awful. He's like, they say the Force can do terrible things to the mind. that They can, like, pretty much erase who you are and, like, give you a whole new identity. He's like, I don't want to be on the business end of that. I was like, and when I played the game again, I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, that's what happens. And, like, like, the, the woman that does know who you are, but in a conversation that's completely tangential, again, to the plot twist, she's like, yeah, Jedi don't kill their prisoners. Um, We try our best to reform them and set them on a new path. It's like, it literally, like, there's so much foreshadowing in that game that, like, happens in conversations that have nothing to do with the plot twist. But you, but once you get to that point, uh, you're like, oh, you're shit. like, you have like a like a <gasps> flashback. There is a flashback to some of the foreshadowing that happens in the game, but there's even more than that. And you're just like, everything just starts clicking into place. As yeah, that's incredible. And I'm like, well oh my gosh, and it just happens, and I love it. It's so good. But um, see, my favorite plot twist in a game is when you find out that the dentist from Payday Two, Gus Fring from Breaking Bad, is actually the bad guy. Who thought he is that, in everything? That, uh, yeah, that, that guy is the bad guy. <laughs> Who'd have thought? It's literally I will the bad say, guy. It actually annoys me now when you. I feel like him as an actor, he doesn't have that mentality now of being the good guy. Like, do you know, like in Breaking Bad, it's like he acts like a good guy, but you know he's the bad guy sort of thing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do that anymore, because I feel like... The oh, he's just see, the bad guy. The, the moment you see him in a TV show, I couldn't see him as a good person anymore. I feel like yeah. he's ruined his career. He's a character <laughs> but actor. But he also has it at the same time, because he just gets... If you want a menacing black man, you get him. I don't even know what his actor name I don't even know who his name is. I just know him as Gus uh, Giancarlo Esposito. No, I'm not going to remember that. Despacito. <laughs> not going to remember. I'm just going to remember his Gus Fring. What an actor. Love him. In everything. He does a great he's job. Evil. He's very... I, I can't even explain kind of what... He's just like this calculated man who's like, you know who I am. <laughs> you know, I'm better than you. Even in like The Boys, he's literally talking to a fucking... To Superbad. He's like, fool. 
<laughs> yeah. know, I am, I'm Gus, I'm Gus Fring. I am Los Boros Hermanos. Get out of here. He's just, he's just, he's the bad guy in the new Far Cry, and it's great. <laughs> I just can't help him. He's 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 one of the main antagonists, or I guess he is the main antagonist in uh, the Mandalorian. Is he? (laughs) Oh my god! What? Oh, he's just a bad person. He is the bad guy. The least bad person thing he is is the owner of the of the business in the boys. Like he's (laughs) still he's still a bad guy there, but at least he isn't. It's like Directly. awful evil. It's not yeah, just like yeah. evil, evil. <laughs> uh, speaking of plot twists, consider we just spoiled like several things. Do you? I know we've maybe talked about this. I'm not. I'm not gonna say you like these, but like, do story spoilers bother you that much? Like, if something got spoiled for you, could you still watch it and enjoy it just as much? Um, or play it, or whatever it might be. I think it depends. I would still play it if I know a spoiler. Like, if a game, if I knew a spoiler to it, I would still play it, because uh, I'd be wondering when it's going to happen. I think that's just as interesting sometimes, trying to mm. expect it. Uh, to an extent. Like, um, I had the ending of Infinity War spoiled for me. Mm. But when it happened, well, when I heard that it happened, I still was like, oh, shit. Like, that's yeah. kind of crazy. And then when I watched it, I still enjoyed it, sort of yeah. thing. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Like this is like this is actually what happened. Like, I knew this was coming, but holy shit! Like it's kind of crazy seeing it. Um, I feel like um, some spoilers, however, do ruin it for to an extent. Like, because mm-hmm. you're like, ah, no, I wish I didn't know that. Like yeah. coming into it, but I don't think it would ever stop me from playing something, like. Sp- Spoilers rarely bother me. Sometimes they do. Um, but for the most part, like, I used to be bad about that, like, looking at the last page of the book kind of thing. Because I'm not big on surprises. <laughs> but, like, I think more of it is, like, I just don't trust. If I can sense, like, a plot twist or something crazy happening, I don't trust authors or writers to do it well. And so mm. I'd like that impact lessened. Um, I think, like... I wish uh, I would have spoiled The Last Jedi for myself so I could set my expectations lower. <laughs> I still wouldn't I think, have liked it, but... I think, for me, a spoiler is worse, at least for a game, if I'm playing it. If, yeah, I see if you're it before, currently playing it. Yeah. If I see it before, like, I knew... Like, before I started going... Or got back into The Last of Us 2, because I completed that recently, like, I saw spoilers of it, and I knew that, like... Uh, you played as Abby. I knew that Abby and uh, Thingy fight and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I didn't really know too much about it. The moment I started playing, I open up YouTube and I see a fucking thumbnail like final bosses in uh, Last of Us and yeah. like ending, and I see pictures and I'm like, oh for fuck's sake! <laughs> like, I think I'm like, that's if a big part of it. It's I like it, I wouldn't have cared. But now I'm if like, I in the middle of playing it. If I spoil it for myself, I don't care as much. But if somebody else spoils it for me. Like when Ryan kind of spoiled that Vader was in Fallen Order, I knew I like I knew he was going to be in it. At, like I could tell you're not going to have that kind of game and not have Vader in it. Yeah, but I was like Ryan, it's just yeah, good damn like, that man. It's hate Ryan, you know. Yeah, but exactly. I, I think the only time a spoiler has really ever ruined something for me is for Prey, the newer one. Yeah, I. Like, uh, the, I read, like, the 
plot synopsis of the whole game at one point because I was like, I'm probably never going to play this. And I saw the, the, or read about the thing where like, you know how you're like in your room and you like shatter the, the window or whatever. And it's a studio. Yeah. That, and so I already knew that was happening. I think. And so when I went back and played the game, I already knew like all this, the first hour or whatever is a farce essentially. Yeah. And I, I knew, exactly and so I think, thing. and I stopped playing. I was like, this just is, I mean, this isn't very interesting to me. But I think if I hadn't spoiled myself on that, I might would have played through the game. You might have got to that bit and been like, whoa, what the fuck? I'd be like, oh, that was really cool. But that's the only time that's ever happened to me. I've I've spoiled uh, some of the ending of um, Trails of Cold Steel. I know there's two different endings, and I know how they kind of like deviate. Which I will say, because I looked up the next game that's coming out in the Trails series, and it... I didn't realize that it was just going to like be connected to the other games as much as it is. And it was like, Oh, because of this, I was like, Oh, well, okay. But I I still love the game. Yeah. If you know before, like, I don't think it's as bad as if when you're playing it, like once again, go back to the last of us before I ever started playing it. I saw that I knew that Joel died. Yeah. And I was like, "Ah." (laughs) I was like, I know he's going to die, but I don't know when or how, like sort of thing. And even if I did know, I don't think I'd be bothered because it's so fucking, like, so near the start. Of the I don't game, think it was so really much matter. that it was. Like, I'm gonna be honest. A spoiler for the... me in that game. I think I just didn't like the decisions that they made for the narrative for that. I'm like, eh, just kind of wasn't where this. I wanted it to go. The Last of Us Two is so much better than people that didn't like the game said it is. But it's also not as good as the people, the people mm. that love the game think it is. I think it is a solid eight point five out of ten, or like a maybe a nine. Uh, the worst part of that entire game is the ending. I yeah. yes, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I think yeah. the gameplay itself is pretty solid, and I really like the combat. The combat is phenomenal against it's people. Still some of Everything the best. it's weird. They kind of flip flopped. I loved. The, the clickers and stuff in the first game. Like I think going in and stuff. New too, Maybe so, but like it was so good. And this one, I don't like any of the clicker encounters that happened, but I like all the human fights. Mm-hmm. They're really cool. But um, there are some. The AI is really good. Ones, and like it, it just feels good. But um, I just, oh, God, that game. I do not like the narrative of that game. And the gameplay's good, but. With the narrative, I just every time something happens, I'm like, I just don't care. Abby is a better character than Ellie, too, which I don't. I, that's a, that's another thing that I think really put me off the game is I don't like Ellie. She I is... like Ellie. I think Ellie is a very interesting character. I think she can be very interesting, but the fact of the matter is, is in Last of Us Two, you start off hating the other character, thinking, "Oh, well, this is going to be like the main plot is I'm going to be hunting this person down and killing them." Then you end up playing as them, and you're like. Okay, and then you go, oh, this person has every reason to have made the decisions that they have made leading up to this point, like killing Joel and stuff like yeah. that. It is an eye for an eye sort of thing. Uh, and then you get to the near, like to the end, and everything that's happened doesn't make any sense anymore. <laughs> and yeah. we've like I spoke to Ryan about this, and we said like. Uh, spoilers for The Last of Us 2 by the way at the end Abby and Ellie fight 
Yeah, and Ellie and, doesn't kill her. And Ellie doesn't kill her, which I think... Even as she's it, drowning her. Looking back on it makes sense, right? Mm. I think it makes sense because I feel like in her head, and I think me and Ryan both said this, I think Ryan actually said this to me and I agree, that if she kills her, then that kid's going to end up killing her and the cycle continues, right? But they do not hint towards that or even gesture that that may be the reason. As we said, like, if, say, she was, like, winning this fight, drowning her underwater, and then looked up and saw the kid in the boat looking yeah. at them, it would have been like, oh, this makes so much sense. It's like, oh, shit, what am I doing? What have I become? But no, it's literally just on her face, and then she's like, nah. <laughs> just, yeah. just, just stops. You're like, how much time think... would it have been to pan up? Just pan up to the, the kid dying in a boat, and I would have been like, oh, I think this part makes of it too so is much like... sense. She has killed so many people up to this point. Yeah, didn't like, give a shit. Yeah, and now she's like, oh, well, this person. I'm like... It's like, it's it like doesn't, Uncharted like, as well, though. Yeah. Naughty, Dog, Naughty Dog make incredible stories, but the gameplay doesn't fit the stories because you're literally like... <laughs> Nathan Drake's like, I people. can't believe you killed my girlfriend or something along those lines. I know it's not exactly what happens. Meanwhile, he's running <laughs> through town just gunning people yeah. down like it's no tomorrow. And he's like... Uh, I think that, happened that happens in a lot of games and movies and stuff. It's like you blow through rooms of people and then they you like fight the, the main antagonist and you're like... I'm not going to kill you. I'm better than that. And I'm like, you literally killed about 20 <laughs> people earlier. Like, <laughs> Or because this one main antagonist killed one of your friends. He's only yeah. ever, like, his body count so far in this game is one. <laughs> or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And yours is thousands. And you're yeah. like, yeah, but this guy I'm better is... than that. I'm like, no, you've no, ruined so many people's lives. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know you have to do something like it's gameplay, right? Versus like yeah, reality. And you want to pick fun over every aspect of realism that you can but it's kind of funny to look back on that but yeah I, the ending of the last of us 2 was kind of dumb but uh i i um i brought that up because there's this study that happened that um i saw it was like uh, what was it called i don't know i've got it written down here Is it open like my phone story stuff or? yes it's called story spoilers don't spoil stories and they did like a survey of um hundreds of people and there was like a group who just like read or watched or whatever it was a story um just normal like no spoilers one who had like it spoiled to them but only like vaguely like they got like a summary of the spoiler and then i think another group that was like they got it fully spoiled for them and the people who got it spoiled for them like enjoyed it just as much and many times more so than the people who went in blind. Mm-hmm. Sometimes and it's like, I, you know when you I watch think, a movie twice, man? Like, the second yeah, time around, you enjoy it more sometimes. I think that a lot of what it is, and this, again, this depends on the story and the writing and stuff, but, like, with KOTOR, like, if you knew the plot, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the twist that you are the bad guy, you get to pick up on all that foreshadowing. And you're yeah. like, oh, crap, this is leading to that. And you, like, see it build and build and build as a story. And then you see the the climax. The yeah. It's so good. That's why, like, when I... I One time I played KOTOR with the explicit, like, mindset of, like, I just want to pick out all the foreshadowing that I can. And it's just so cool to see it, like, build and build and build. And uh, yeah. super it- cool. Yeah, I, do you know what? I 100% agree with that. Once again, going back to Marvel stuff, like I watched all of the Marvel movies again uh, recently with Laura, and 
watching it back after knowing like where it all goes and you go oh that's that character from that movie and stuff like that and it's like i've seen all these movies before and now i'm watching them again and i'm noticing things that i never noticed on my first time around and with that foreshadowing of knowing where it goes like in um the first avenger when red skull gets fucking zapped up to the stars you're like mm-hmm. i know where he goes like he yeah. now goes to to boromir or boromir what the fuck it's called and boromir <laughs> What the fuck is it called? Is it Bormir? It's like Vermer, 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 something. Like, yeah, it's not Vormir. I can tell you that's Lord of the Rings. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I've never the... watched Lord of the Rings. I have no <laughs> idea. Um, anyway, they go up to the play. Like, I know where he goes. Oh, I know what this character goes. Like sort of thing. And it's like, okay, this is really cool. Watching it a second time around, and even like knowing stuff like, like once again with The Last of Us, knowing that Joel dies. When you get to the point where he does, and I knew it was going to happen, I'm like, oh shit, this is where it's going to happen. And I'm like, I can already see, like, everyone's convening on this point sort of thing. And I'm like, I know what's about to happen. And it made it even more tense, I feel like. My stomach is like, oh, I know what's about to happen, like, sort of thing. And it's like, not ready for it, but re- but you know it's coming. Mm. Whereas, like, if I didn't, I'd be like, oh, these people are going to meet with Joel, and Joel's going to fucking do him in. And then, of course, it didn't. And I don't know what would have been better to, to be like, but I know what I... my experience was like. I went in because I played it blind originally and I kind of like, I was like, they're going to kill him. I could, because everybody thought about it even before the game came out. And I was like, I don't know. I was just going through it. I was like, it didn't help that the first two hours of that game I found incredibly boring. They are very slow. I've been trying to play, or before I started Yakuza, I was doing New Game Plus because I wanted to play some of those early like areas as Ellie with mm. all the weapons unlocked because I thought that'd be really fun to do. But like that first hour, I was like, oh, it's oh. bad. It's, <laughs> oh, so man, it's so slow. So boring. But um, yeah, I just I was like, oh lord, this is this is too much for me. But yeah, uh, I love yeah. S- sometimes spoilers are okay. I don't think you should ever spoil it for somebody, but feel free to spoil it for yourself. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Um, Big spoiler, that's guys. Most of the main stuff I had on my docket, but uh, I know you listen to podcasts. Do you ever listen to audiobooks? Uh, no, I haven't. I recently, because I used to read a lot back in the day when I had time, especially in school, <clears throat> and. Uh, but recently, I got an Audible account, and I've started listening to audiobooks, and that is I'm just... just it's so expensive, man. That's the dude, problem. Dude, oh, listen. <laughs> the book I started reading... Oh, if you have Amazon Prime, which is what I did it through, because this... You this get, like, a free you, book a month, don't you? Yeah, yes. You get a credit or whatever, but you start with two credits. And some of them are really expensive. Like, the one I started... or Actually, I finished this one the other day. Um, it's called the way of Kings, which is freaking fantastic by the way. Um, mm-hmm. but it was like $40, but <laughs> it's 44 hours long. <laughs> it is a long book. Um, but you know, I, I, tell I didn't have to really to pay more for it. But... I tell you people to listen to audiobooks, uh, like when I'm at work and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So with my delivery driving stuff, I have to take out people to, um, to like train them and stuff like that. Yeah. And like I normally have, I'm, list- I'm always listening to podcasts, and they're like, "Oh, like, what do you listen to? Like, do you listen to music when you're driving around?" I'm like, oh, "I listen to 
podcasts and audiobooks and stuff like that because I feel like if I say podcast the amount of people that are like what's a podcast I'm like, if I just say audiobook I don't know yeah. what that is I'm like it stops the conversations I go oh I've had it once so a month or so ago I was training up so I'm like oh what audiobooks do you listen to <laughs> and I was just, no. like, ah, just like the normal stuff like you know like Lord yeah. of the Rings and Game of Thrones stuff I was like I'm basic and they're like oh yeah fair enough and I'm like I've never watched never or listened, listened to yeah. either of those <laughs> like, but I know they go oh, alright they're cool I uh <laughs> like, I just started the second one after The Way of Kings, and um, it's 48 hours long. It's also like 40-something dollars, but I, I just use the credit every month. But, uh, God, they're they're so long, but I, I've loved listening to them. I listened to Metro 2033 finally as well, Yeah, um, which was really good. Um, but let me see, just to show you, because let me see. Let me, let me search in here. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> for um, reference, because I know you haven't read it, but like you, you can tell Lord of the Rings are typically long books. The Fellowship of the Ring is 20 hours, right? Yeah. The Way of Kings was 44 hours. Words of Radiance, which is the one I'm listening to now, is 48 hours. Um, Rhythm of War which is the third one, I think, or the fourth one, one of the two, is 55 hours. And the fourth Jesus one, which I think Christ. is called Oathbreaker, is 57. I'm like, how do you have, how can you write <laughs> this much? Could you imagine writing 200 plus hours of, oh God. Maybe. And you're playing a JRPG. Yes. <laughs> but say, while I'm at work, like I can listen to an audiobook, but it is. I mean, they are those. Honestly, so far, some of the best fantasy writing I've ever listened to or read. Um, I'll listen to it if Audible sponsors this podcast. Also, that. the longest books I've ever <laughs> enjoyed. Uh, I think the longest one I've done before that was um, one of the Aragon books. They were like thirty something hours, I think. But I read that instead. But God, I these books. You know that I listen to PKA every week. That's oh, four hours you? every week. So it's impressive. That's a lot of time. I listen to Actually, a couple of things still on podcasts. I, I listen to uh, the Lore Boys on Wednesdays. Forehead Fables, whenever they decide to put one in. Yeah. But, I'm a big, big, big podcast listener over audiobooks. I think because I've got like a pretty decent rotation. Like Almost every day there's like two podcasts that come out that I listen to. So mm-hmm. like while I'm at work driving around, I always listen to something. or like And then like listen to Backlog as well of like old Rooster Teeth podcast or PKA or no, like just a bunch of like really older ones. Like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck's happening here. Like it's quite funny, like especially like these podcasts that have been around for, you know, ten plus years, you go back and you listen to like something from like two thousand fifteen, you like, wonder what the fuck they're talking about. And their like, mic is like trash. It's like <laughs> 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 I was listening to one the other day, PKA, and they're literally like one of the lines he's like, So you think Trump's gonna be the president? And one was like, Hell no <laughs> And then uh Kyle, he's like he's like, Trump's gonna be our president. He's like, I can tell. He's like he's like he's like Hillary may do good. I just feel like Trump's going to win. And everyone's like, he's not going to win. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, how wrong they Dude. were. He was right this entire time. I was it's like, been getting hot here, here with that again. Yeah. Uh, some guy apparently said that Trump's going to run again in 2024. Jesus Christ. And it was said, 
he'll be reinstated in 2024, if not sooner. And I'm like, what do you mean sooner? <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, going to he's gonna barge in. He's going to tell Biden to move his ass. And he's going to say, this is my country. They apparently sent out a thing that that's basically what was going to happen. It was like, <laughs> they're going to get him in as Speaker of the House and charge treason against the president and the vice president or something. And like, it's a bunch of bullcrap that's obviously not going to happen. But I will say this. I've said it before on here. It's got a lot more boring. Like, I'm sure there's changes happening. At least, like, when Trump was president, I knew what was happening in America. God, dude, I hated it. I was like, I know exactly what's happening because it's on Twitter. I can hear everyone like, Trump's made this thing. Trump's done this thing. I imagine Biden has done a shit ton of things since he's been in thing. I don't know. I might be wrong. But I have not heard a single thing about it. It's been "Eh." beautiful, honestly. (laughs) I'm sure for you guys it has. But when it's not my president... I'm like, <laughs> hashtag not my president. Uh, what's going on over there? And then I look and see what's happening here. And I see Boris Johnson's got COVID and he's like, yeah. that's the only bit. We have, That's our drama. Have you heard about that? Our incredible politician drama over here? Not Boris much. Johnson, pretty much like we this whole thing. You know, it's like, if you get COVID, you've got to isolate for 10 days sort of thing. right? Mm. And, and Boris Johnson got it. And he's like, well, we have a new uh, thing in place that lets people stay out of the house and I'm, I'm going to do it and everyone's like uh like you've been telling everyone for the past year that if you get it you have to stay in for 10 days and now you get it and now you don't have to and then like uh, literally an hour later he's like and so uh, I, I wasn't actually going to do it we just said that we might uh, i'm going to be isolating for 10 days it's like you fucking pussy <laughs> like, yeah. i don't have more respect for him if he was just like I'm the Prime Minister. <laughs> I'm going to try out this new thing. And if people got mad at him, I'd be like, yeah, he's a dick for doing it, but, you know, he didn't back out, but now he's like, we wasn't going to do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I promise I wasn't. It was just an idea. I was like, oh, you fucking, you melt. You. That's been about coronavirus for the last, like, month or so real hard here because only, like, 33% of my state is vaccinated. <sighs> Classic red state, mate. That's what that is. Yes. I ain't getting it. Dude. <laughs> got I, I honestly, this is coming from well more serious than I've ever been in my life, I think, but like, it is so disappointing and sickening, the people that like, refuse these vaccines on grounds of like, like, if you can't get it or you have got some health problem, by all means, I understand, but like, these people are like, uh, no... I don't know what's in it. I'm like, you don't know what's in the flu vaccine. You don't know what was in the polio vaccine. Just go get the dang thing. Motherfucker, you don't know what was in the what ingredients were in the Red Bull you just drank. Yeah. Like, you don't know you don't know these things. Yeah. If you get the fucking vaccine. No, like, well Ron g- Paul told me I'm like it doesn't he's a freaking eye doctor who couldn't get his own certification, so he had to make his own board. The U.S. over fifty percent of the population in the U.S. is now vaccinated. I know this. I've read about this. I don't know if the, the numbers are true, but that's what I read. Right? Mm. Can't believe everything you read. Whatever. Guess who is still alive? Fifty percent of the fucking like not fifty yeah. percent of the U.S. population can get vaccinated and die. Like this is something that's good to have. It's something that you should have. Be get fucking vaccinated. Yeah. It pisses me off too. I go to fucking like. To people when I deliver to them, and I'm like, oh, there was a woman I delivered to, and she was like, I can't really, I can't wait for everything to open up again because we're like, now here in the UK, you're not required to wear a mask yeah, everywhere in the UK all at once. Fucking stupid idea. Uh, but still, she's like, oh, I can't wait for it to be getting back out and around. And I was like, oh, I'm guessing you got the vaccine now. She's like, oh, definitely not. I don't know what's in it. 
And I was just like, she was like, yeah. oh, have, you, have you? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I don't want to suffer from COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, you know, you can still get it. I'm like, yes, I know I can. But if I do get it, I, first of all, I'll know because of doing like, yeah. well, you know, also, there, there's a it, lot less chance you'll get it. Getting, yeah, there's easy ways now to be able to do your tests. I will be honest, I do not do my tests as often as I probably should. I have an at-home testing kit. I probably should do it like once a week. I don't, right? That's my mm. that's my own fucking fault. I think, but I have the vaccine, and I'm ready to get my second dose at some point soon, and I know that if we all get it, and if you know a majority of a population gets it, then this goes, this leaves. We we end up making our way through it. COVID is going to be here for a very long time. It might still be here when me and you die in yeah. hopefully you know tens of years. <laughs> like, but we something we have to live with. And if you're not getting your fucking vaccine, you're part of the problem. And you're the same. These are the same sort of people that are moaning that they have to isolate. The moaning yeah. the fact that they can't go to work, it's like moaning the fact that places are shut. But if you don't help and you don't do your civil duty of getting a jab in your arm, yeah. then you are a cunt. You are the reason that this is going on for as long as it has been. Yep. You're the people that have been going to restaurants during this whole thing, spreading it, making it worse. It, if you are one of these people, you are a you are an asshole. And it, I just it fucking infuriates me that there are people out there that still will not get this vaccine. And the people Something who that, won't get the vaccine are the same people who won't wear their masks. Yeah. Millions of people have this fucking thing. If it was bad, if it was that fucking bad, then pe- there would be obvious effects of it, right? Yeah. If it comes to it and everyone gets the vaccine and Bill Gates press a button on his chair and everyone fucking drops dead, then so be it, right? Then yeah. there's nothing we can fucking do. But the point is, COVID is fucking real, whether you believe it or not. It is obvious that it is real. There are death counts that show that it is real. Get mm-hmm. fucking vaccinated. Yeah. There is no harm in doing so. And you are helping I, yourself and everyone else around you. And that's all that should matter as my, a human being, my as a uncle, part of the community. He's one of those people like, they can't tell us to wear masks. It's my choice. I'm like, it is not your right to endanger other people. If it only affected you, I still think you're an idiot, but you can do whatever the heck you want. I think a lot of people are idiots. So whatever. But like, not wearing a mask, not getting vaccinated, you're endangering other people. Yeah. Would look you are see same That's people. That's not okay. It's against the if if they made it against the law to not wear a mask, these people would fucking protest, right? But you know what else is against the law in a lot of places? Being fucking naked. But you don't see them being naked because they can wear your uniform. Mm-hmm. And because at the end of the day, if you're not if you don't if you don't have the balls to get fucking naked and get arrested, then why not wear a mask because getting your cock out is going to make someone sick. But not wearing a mask can. Mm. And wearing a mask isn't illegal yet, or not wearing a mask isn't illegal yet. Not properly, you know. You can be fined for it in some places, but it's not against the law per se, you know. But if it ever did, then... So be it. I'm, I'm wording this horribly because I'll be honest, it infuriates me. This fucking this it subject. Does me too. It, it's it's stupidity and ignorance that do this, and it's not because someone's not trusting at this point. It's because you're downright ignorant and selfish if you're not getting this done at this point. I think one thing, and this is 
definitely more on like personal for me than it would be for you, but like <clears throat> it's really bad here in the South, at least for people in the church to like really pull on this, this hard right rhetoric of like, well, the masks are a choice. I don't need to get the vaccine kind of blah, 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 crap. And I remember when COVID was really starting to get bad and people were just like dropping down left and right, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I called the youth pastor who's like a good friend of mine at the church I was at when I was growing up. I was at for like 21 years or something. And I was like, you need, you guys need to like stop, do online only, stream it, but like you don't need to have in-person services anymore. He's like, well, you know, people want to come. I was like, I don't care. I was like, you need to take this seriously. I was like, people are dying left and right. I was like, it's only a matter of time till something happens to someone there. And it's full of old people. Like, tons of old people at that church. Yeah. And they were just, like, pushing it off. They were like, well, I understand. And I was like, I am tired of seeing people die. I was like, "Are you, is, there, is that what it's going to take? Is for someone to die? I was like, "Is that's what it looks like it's going to take. And I pretty much got blown off. But, like... People just want to re- retroactively, don't his, they? Not proactively. And then, uh, and like, months later, his father-in-law died of COVID. And then they started, the church started taking it seriously. I'm like, and I never said anything to him about it, but I was like, I told you that you needed to do something about this and you didn't take me seriously. Uh, I didn't ever, I would never say this to him because like, I don't want to harp on somebody who, you know, because they did lose a loved one, but like, like this is almost in a way your fault. Like it's disgusting that that's what it takes. Yeah, like someone, it took someone someone, someone dying, mm-hmm. and he was only like fifty something, and it's like he could have been alive. Like, and but they're really bad. God, the, I've heard this a lot, and I have a friend who's still at that church, and she tells me about this stuff all the time because it pisses her off too. And uh, but a lot of the people there are like, well, if I get coronavirus and die, I guess that's just the Lord's will. So why should we ever do anything about it? I'm like, that is not how that works, and you're using it as an excuse. It it pisses me off that, like, you wouldn't drive dangerously. If there it is God's a, will. There's a such a dangerous amount of apathy in like Southern Christianity these days, and it it really pisses me off. And I don't know, it just like, and I get it because like apathy is comfortable, it's really comfortable. But and this goes for a lot of people too. But it just it hurts me that like really anyone can look at how much human suffering there is from this like we're right now we're over 600,000 people dead because of it like and you want to look at that much human suffering and turn your nose and be like eh don't mm-hmm. care I'm like because it's an invisible first threat. off as a human that's, that's terrible is, but if you claim to be a Christian and you fool that idea on me <laughs> I'm gonna run these hands like <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have words Here's the thing, right? If the same amount of people died in a war, this would be a whole different thing. I think more people have died from coronavirus than World War II in one combined. Really? At least I know for a fact 
for combat casualties hundred or of the US. This is just for the US. Okay, yeah. Um yeah. not in total. Uh, I was gonna but say like, like that's a, that's a, that's a big statement. Combat casualties, yes. Uh at the moment Jesus fucking so uh over the whole world at the moment you're looking at four point one six million people that have died to COVID nineteen. Which is fucking unreal and don't get me wrong those numbers could be wrong because there are like i I know a case over here of a person who died from uh pneumonia pretty Mm -hmm. much and some other like things like that they had pneumonia caught covid in a hospital and they put it down to covid as a death there was a pretty famous one here as well uh, around here in the southeast england that of a man who died in a car accident and because he tested positive for covid post-mortem they put it as a covid death (laughs) Uh, yeah. Which is fucking unreal, <laughs> like you know, like I the man it too, crashed like, his car, like. But, like, if you did have pneumonia and you caught COVID in a hospital, that's probably gonna put a damper on you. <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> yeah. get me wrong, a hundred percent. But I'm saying, like, say even ten percent, twenty percent, even of the cases that all like deaths that are said to be COVID nineteen aren't. You're still looking at well over three million people that have died from this. Yeah. You know. And the fact that people will not take this seriously still yeah. is baffling. We can't keep this, we can't keep the world closed forever. You know the yeah. the economy. If that breaks, then that's bigger than this realistically because of the way the world works. Sadly, you know mm-hmm. we can't live on free giving and we can't live on that sort of yeah. in, like that sustainability. I don't know really what I'm talking about, but you know, as someone who's just has a basic knowledge, you know that this can't. It's not sustainable to keep everything closed. But at the same time, we have something now. We have these very simple things that we can do to help. Wear a mask. Get a vaccine. Keep your distance. Wash your hands. Simple steps. Simple things that you can do that are easy to do. Readily available. If you can't afford masks, wrap up a t-shirt around your mouth. You know, if you can't if you don't live somewhere where you can get a vaccine, keep your, like just be safe. Keep your distance. It's not a hard thing to do. Yeah. I think you have yeah. to just do it. And if everyone did this, which is impossible to do, but if just most people use their fucking brain and did everything in their power to help, this would have been over a long time ago. Yeah, it doesn't help that people made this so political. Like, this was not a political thing. This was this not was a just a health thing. issue. This was the this same a- thing that happened a hundred years ago with the Spanish flu. Yeah. And back then, it wasn't a political issue. It was a health issue. You didn't see people saying that the Black Plague was a Republican scheme, <laughs> did you? It was a, it was a fucking disease. <laughs> Yeah, these are fucking diseases. This is what it is. A virus, a disease, whatever you want to fucking... Whatever it is, you know, it is a virus. But it was... it Whether it was man-made, whether it wasn't. Is it something that we are dealing with? It is something that we have to live through? And it's something that we have to do everything in our power to get past? And if people don't, 
or people make silly decisions, then this is going to get worse and worse and worse, and then it'll get better because then we'll have to isolate. We'll be forced to do all these things. You look at places like Melbourne in Australia where they was in a lockdown for like four months, I think it was, you know, like not even allowed to leave your home. And it worked, mm. but it was a massive hit on everyone's uh, monetary, like monetarily speaking or uh, just mental health-wise. It really fucking impacted them, but it worked, right? Yeah. And we have to think of what is the best way to get around this. And I feel like the main thing is the fucking vaccine, was what we started off saying about this, is just get the fucking vaccine. It's such a big step towards being able to to go back to what we know as like normal life, yeah. you know? But, but yeah, I don't know. I just... I can sit here and rant about this for hours. It's it's infuriating, and I've said it to so many fucking people that I know, you know, uh, Laura as well. She is a biomedical, like, graduate, and she this pisses her off. Everyone that I know, it pisses them off. And, like, especially when you know quite a lot about it, like she has, because she worked in a COVID test centre as well. Like, she's been seeing all this shit firsthand like quite hard like in in the front line sort of thing and when you go through all that and then you see other people not taking it fucking seriously it's just infuriating that's the thing like my uncle is a pastor and he but he's like this huge right-wing almost conspiracy level kind of person and he's he's like no masks it's just a government bullcrap i'm like He's like, coronavirus, uh, it's bad, but I'm still going to go do my own thing. I'm like, it pisses me off because, like, you know better. And I know you are supposed to care. And it pisses me off that you don't. Like, this man is, like, a community leader, essentially. But I'm the one that has to, like, P- yeah, say something about it. People look up to. Yeah, and but he's just going to blow it off. I'm like, you're supposed to care more than me. But you don't. And that pisses me off because you're not doing your duty. Essentially, what you're called to do. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could punch him. <laughs> I do not like. I didn't like him before all this happened, but I, I really don't like him now. I think he's a. You know what? Never mind. That's not my place to say. I, can, I shouldn't no. say that. But. Um. It's, now we're angry. We're really going so well. Maybe we should cut all that out. <laughs> no, no. Do you know what? It's been nine episodes. Uh, in realistically, we started this podcast. And we've been speaking about it a lot of the time because of this, because of COVID. Uh, you know, it's something that a lot of people are at home now. Now I know you still work quite a lot. I still work quite a lot. But it's something that a lot of people that we know have like started. Like, just in general, everyone starts a fucking podcast. We're like, we should do a podcast. And if it wasn't for COVID, I don't think we would have fucking started one. To be honest, you know. Yeah. But it's been nine episodes. We haven't fucking spoken about it. So we've, you guys can like, thank COVID for this podcast that hey, you guys. don't listen to. <laughs> Thanks to the 10 people that listened to the last episode. You're very PogChamp. Uh, I know <laughs> most well, of the people well, we, we speak to on a regular We don't basis. have many more because you said PogChamp. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you to all the people as well on Twitter, uh, the anime community that have been retweeting the last episode's thing because I put Bing Chilling in the in the tweet, so everyone started retweeting it. Is that true? Yeah. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, there's quite a few likes on it. and like It's got like, like I don't even know, like, like a thousand impressions because I put Bing Chilling in it and like there's a bot that retweets anything that says Bing Chilling. Dude, put that in everything. I'm going to put it in this one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just put, hey, episode nine's live, Bing Chilling, a picture Could of you John just, Cena. We should just scour like the trending hashtags. And Brad like, told me as well. Apparently there's a, a hack you can do on Twitter if you put, um, I need someone to write me an essay in as like a comment underneath it. It gets a shit ton of impressions because a bunch of bots are like, 
they'll interact with it and like it. Oh, and, and they're like, hey, use our service people. to retro Yeah, that around. sort of thing. Guerrilla marketing is what they call it. Well, but not, not like gorilla is in like G U. I, I know <laughs> it's gorilla. Know. <laughs> 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 Call it Ryan marketing here. Actual ape oh. man. Fuck it out. I don't even know. I'm guessing you had some few more topics to get to, but we are like an hour uh, and a half. I'm in pretty much out. everything else was not worth it. I've it was like stuff things. I just had. I've got a few things that we can bring up next week, just like uh, little things, but. Yeah, I feel like I don't really have much else to say anymore this episode anyway, so I think I'm good. That was a long one. That was a long one. I'll let you wrap this one up. All right, well, uh, if anybody wants to rant about coronavirus um, in the trending section of Twitter, tag us in it so we get people to see our stuff. And uh, <laughs> and uh, maybe they'll hear At, this. Across and the pond MB. Go get the, the, uh, the vaccine because um, you should be a good human and do that. Um, got nothing else to do. I'm out of food. I really need to pee. So, uh, see you next time. See you next time. Bye.